Hello everybody and welcome back to Let's Talk Assassin's Creed, your number one podcast for all things Assassin's Creed. I'm getting tongue-tied already, we've just started. In today's episode we're going to look at Discovery Mode, which is one of my most favourite features, and how its addition has helped Assassin's Creed grow outside of gaming, which is very unusual for a game like Assassin's Creed, and how it's encouraged more players to look at the historical backdrop of the game. Now, I will say, first of all, when I heard about Discovery Mode, I blown it off. I was like, this is bollocks, it's not going to work, bin it now, Ubisoft, what are you doing? And that is because of all the rumours of Origins, it was going to be this big world, all of Egypt, explore every detail. And the idea of a combat-free history simulator with museum-style tours is kind of tedious and boring. I'm not going to walk around this huge game map with no fighting, nothing to do, what's... You know, what's the matter with you? But once you get into it, that's when things kind of go, whoa. Because you'll be walking along, the world is still alive, it's doing everything it's doing in Origins, you know, people are talking, people are shopping, and you'll come across a pyramid or a temple, and there'll be a little box icon telling you what this temple was in history, and you kind of stand there, and you'll listen, and you kind of think, wow, this is pretty cool, you know? And then you stop for a minute and you think, hang on a minute, I climbed the Pyramid of Giza yesterday on the normal game. I wonder if there's a history icon there. And you go over and you'll find one. And you listen and you just keep doing that. And you suddenly, two hours down the line, you forget you're in a history simulator, as I'm going to nickname it. And you just love it. And Odyssey added it. And I'm hit and miss with Odyssey because I don't like, the, uh, I don't like both the naval side. But that's just a tedious thing for me that's nothing against discovery mode that's just a personal thing i just never like naval i didn't mind it in black flag i thought it was kind of cool being a pirate but in odyssey it is kind of a bit meh i'm going to be running around like a greek soldier not well spartan soldier not just sailing around the merry-go-round <laughs> so we're going to go over two things like i said in the start how it's grown the audience outside of gaming and also how it's encouraged players to look inside of my history. So before we dive straight in, this might be shorter than usual because I'm not feeling so well today, but I didn't want to run away and hide. I want to deliver you an excellent episode that you will all enjoy. And my headset wants to bang against my cup of tea for some reason. Who knows why? So let's start with the first point of how does it help the audience grow outside of Call of Duty? Because Call of Duty tell you it's one of them blooming nights guys how does it help grow the audience outside of assassin's creed and well that's surprising assassin's creed is a violent game at core combats can be bloody assassinations can be bloody heck if you've got a predator bow and origins you can snipe someone in the head you know that's not something you show kids yet discovery mode is encouraging teachers as i've seen in articles to play it with their kids because it's a history tool there's no combat there's no it's stripped everything that makes Assassin's Creed and give you history and it's brilliant like if my kids want to know more about ancient Greece I'm not gonna fire up Wikipedia I'm not gonna fire up some cheap YouTube videos no I'm gonna fire up Assassin's Creed Odyssey let them play because the worlds are lived in there's nothing better than walking through a town in Origins where people are talking, chattering, over sitting there 
and watching a video of someone else do it, or... I mean, you can go to a museum museum, because they're blimmin' cool. I'm a bit of a history nuff, I will point out that out. I love, love going to museums. But if we can't get to a museum that day, if we're not able to go out, then stick them on, give them controller. I'm, I don't want my kids to get addicted to gaming young, but this isn't gaming, this is history, you know? Play as Bayek and walk through the streets of Egypt. Listen to the crowd. You hear someone having a burial service making the mummies, and you want to know, why did they make the mummies? You can go listen to it. It's fantastic. It's a teaching experience that has just opened so many doors and possibilities for the future. But there is one big, big thing I think this should change. And that is, personally, I don't think Discovery Mode should be glued to the game. I don't think we should have to go out and buy a £50 game to get Discovery Mode. And I know, like, well, I'm being stingy or stupid, but when you buy some digital stuff, you can get art books. Or even if you buy discs, like when I bought Horizons Zero Dawn, you got a digital code for a free art book download that was separate. And I think... Instead of it being tied to the main game menu, I think it'd be pretty cool if you could digital a disc that after a month or something, or the time they need to deliver it, it's dropped as a separate DLC of sorts. You know, so it's two icons, you know, you've got Discovery Mode, which is a full-fledged game, and the official game, so let's say Origins again, because Origins is the most popular because I spent more time doing this. So let's say then on your menu you'll have Origins the game and Origins Discovery Mode, and then after a month being a, a standalone game, make it free to everyone. And this means you don't have to then buy the game because let's say you want to teach your kids some history, you can go to the, your store of choice, go to the free menu section, on, let's say PlayStation, because I'm a PlayStation person, and you'll see Discovery Mode and download it. And then they got it because Discovery Mode itself comes with no microtransactions comes with no paywall whatsoever, it's just a free history tool. So Ubisoft have never designed it as a tool to make money off, like they do with DLCs or gameplay, so it's, it is essentially a free tool, and I think it's a free tool that could, um, could be shared to a lot of people, and I don't know, I just really think it would be nice to, yeah, I know what I'm going on about, so I'm a brain fried. I think it'd be nice to be a separate download so everyone can experience it without having to buy the game. I do understand, on the flip side, it's counterproductive because, you know, Ubisoft want to make the money. But you've got to think, if it's a month till it releases, they've made the money, and then if they give it a month after Discovery 2 has been out, they've not made any money of Discovery 2, they've just made more money of Assassin's Creed. And then there's a free tool that everyone can download. Teachers can download it. Um, professors could download it. Even museums could download it in their museum and have a big display about it. And they wouldn't need to go out and buy a £60 game. They could just download it and use it whenever. It's such an interactive tool that has so many possibilities. Now, now the other one... Um, yeah, the other one that I was thinking about is... For, what was it? Yeah, for the fans. Sorry, my brain's fried already. For the fans, I think the reason why it's been so important is, it's going to sound daft, but when it was released, 
a lot of fans like me were kind of intrigued by it. I, I was very sceptical and against it, as I did say, I didn't like it at first. But a lot of fans that like me, like the history, have always wanted, or this could just be me, and I'm talking out my butt here, but we've always wanted something more. Because we've had the gallery, which has been, I think it's called the Gallery in Unity, but it might be something in other games, which is essentially an encyclopedia of written paragraphs about the history world. There's been, in Unity, there was written articles about Notre Dame, I think there's one about the Eiffel Tower, especially when you go through the Rift. Um, in Syndicate, there was stuff about Queen Victoria, but these are all written. You know, you have to sit there and read all these paragraphs. And it's kind of fun, but it kind of takes your time out that you just sat there for 20 minutes reading every article to find out the more history. That's kind of not that fun in my eyes. It's kind of more fun to be given an interactive tool to take all the stuff from gallery away from the main game that made it popular and then put it into this awesome object. And I think that's just the future of where it goes. I'm not too sure if I'm the only fan speaking this, but I do think it's an excellent feature. I think it was, I know it was requested for Odyssey. I do remember a lot of people asking for it to come. So I'm sure it has a leg to stand on and some, well, pride. A lot of people are proud of it because even though it's not an Assassin's Creed tool, it's still a tool that people enjoy for Assassin's Creed. Because not everyone just plays the game for Assassin's vs Templars. A lot play it for a chance to revisit history. And I'm going to be backing Discovery Tour all the way, and I'm actually hoping, and I could be wrong here, but I'm hoping that maybe some other companies take the idea on board too. And the main idea I had for this is what if a game like Elder Scrolls VI took Discovery Tour on as an idea? But instead of it about the history, they give you an interactive tool on the side to learn about the lore of Elder Scrolls if you're new to the series. Just think about it. You play Elder Scrolls VI, you've not played Skyrim, you've not played Morrowind, you've not played any other, and you're given this tool inspired by Assassin's Creed Discovery Tour that allows you to play through the main impacts of the lore, you know, stuff that's the key effects, you know, not all the little stuff, because there is loads of little stuff, I've read lots, but all the major stuff. And then people can play, they can read, they can interact, they can see the world of how it's shaped in like a museum style, and people are like, you know, this is cool, I like this. And I don't know if that's just me going off on a tangent, but I think Discovery Tour could open the way for more things in the future. So, I want to thank you all for tuning in again. I've checked my stats the other days. I have a little thing I want to say before we logged off for the night. 400 downloads of Spreaker. And that's phenomenal. 400. I'm, yeah, I'm speechless. And I want to thank everyone who keeps coming back and listening to these episodes. They're fantastic for me to write because I know that you guys are enjoying them. I thank you all for everything. Next week, I'm going to try, I'm not sure if I can, but I will, if I can, it'll start tomorrow, do another Easter egg, because I really enjoy doing little teasers from Monday to Thursday, well, Sunday to Wednesday, and then Thursday, the reveal of the project, and then I do the script on 
during the week, and then he's all enjoyed it. Nobody guessed it was discovery mode this week, so quite impressed with my clues. So if I can, I might try that again because it was really fun. So thank you all for listening, and I will see you all hopefully next week if I'm any better.